Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Happy weird bit between Christmas and New Year's. Crimbo limbo, we call it in my house. My name is Tom Campbell, and this is a Desert Island Graps episode that has never graced the podcast feed. You may have seen it on the YouTube channel. It's from Cultaholic Live at the start of 2023. We did our first live show as Cultaholic at the beginning of the year at Little Buildings in Newcastle. Massive thank you if you came along. A lot of fun was had. You can watch it, all the highlights of it on the YouTube channel right now. But amongst it, we did our first live episode of Desert Island Graps. No expense spared. There I was on the stage. Two deck chairs and two inflatable palm trees that kept falling over. It was quite the sight. I occupied one deck chair. The other was occupied by British wrestling superstar, the Queen of Mean, Lana Austin. And I thought, you haven't heard this on the podcast feed, so let's wind the clock back to the start of 2023. And here is Desert Island Graps featuring then-progress women's champion, Lana Austin. And we have interviewed some amazing people, but... The one thing that I said, the tree's falling down. I'm going to sort that in a minute. The one thing I really wanted to do in 2023, thank you, Bethany. Propping up the tree. Here she goes. It is happening. It is happening. Here we go. Oh, this one falls. It's like a a puzzle from Stanley Parable. Um, The one thing I really want to do is do it live. So for the very first time ever, we're doing a Desert Island Graps live. So you're part of history today, and thank you for coming along to it. So we're going to ask my guests very shortly about life and times and wrestling and wonder and ask them what three wrestling matches they would watch while stranded on a desert island. And my guest to join me at this time as a castaway on Cultaholic Island. No expense spent. She will be competing tonight at North Wrestling. She's been a part of North Wrestling for some time. She's been a part of the British scene for a long time. In fact, I believe this is her 10th anniversary this year since her first match, if my research is correct. She is the reigning Progress Wrestling Women's Champion. She is the one and only Lana Austin. We're here to ask you about three wrestling matches, Lana, that you would watch while stranded on a desert island, metaphorically. I mean, we've just had a year and a half. 
you know, coming out of COVID. So the thing we need now is more isolation. So uh, how would you, so we're going to go through it throughout the, our chat today. What would your first match be, Lana? My first match would have to be the one that I watched that really got me hooked on to watching WWE, which was Fully Loaded 2000, and it was the opening match, which was the Hardy Boys and Lita versus TNA and Trish. Nice. And it's just one of my, I watched it, it's the first pay-per-view I stayed up for without, because my parents used to never let us stay up, they didn't record it, and we'd have to watch it the next day. So it was the first one I could stay up for, and that was the first match, and I just loved it. Why do you think that one, more than any other, has, has stayed in your um, mind, Palace? Because I felt like it's when Lita was doing stuff that not a lot of girls had done before, and she got in there and she kicked Tess's ass, and <laughs> like it was just great, and she was flying all over the place, and I was like, oh my God, I want to be Lita. I think so funny. then I used to, I started wearing baggy pants. And wearing my thongs up here, <laughs> walking the streets like all. that as well. My dad hated it. He would always like try and tell my mom, and my mom was like, "No, she's just going for a wrestling phase." But it's like walking around with my thongs like all the way up here. So, so talk. So you're walking through town with your dad, and your thongs up. Is he like? Is he? Is he just admonishing you? Is he trying to frantically pull your trousers up oh, in case he, the clergy walk he, past? He, like, he would just have a go with my mom for it. He'd be like, oh. "You need to stop doing You're from quite a wrestling family. I, um, yeah. I think it's like your your three brothers and your dad. All into wrestling. And, and your sister as well. Yeah, we had a wrestling ring in my back garden. I want to talk about this yeah. because uh, if you scroll back through the, the time of Lana Austin's Instagram, you can see the wrestling ring in question. And it's amazing. It is. Right. Even Mark Andrews and everyone said like that because they did Backyard as well. They said our ring was like the best one they've ever it, Backyard wrestling they've ever seen. Yeah. And it's ama- and you, you talk about how like you first started wrestling in the, in the field near your house. Yeah. Like, did you ever sustain any injuries or any weird looks wrestling um, in the field near your we house? Got a lot of weird looks because what we did, we used to go around to places that were like empty and steal like things from there. Like my brothers stole like cages that you have on like you know a building site, so yeah. that we could have a cage match. Um, and then we would like try and get carpet if anyone was throwing carpet out. So it really just looked like we were like tip, you know just putting all our rubbish on this backfield. So we'd have to put it all out, wrestle all day, pack it back up, hide it under the bushes so then nobody would come and take it off and commit some rubbish. Um, but that's a real that's a real acid test of the wrestling world in general. Like, you're putting the ring up. Yeah, I paid my Jews way before I got into <laughs> wrestling. I really did. Howard, Howard Drake often hides his ring in the bushes. <laughs> he told me so. Um, but this ends up you building a ring in, in your garden. Yeah. Right? And, and this would have been, like, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. So, because there wasn't, like, YouTube tutorial. Really old now. Hey, <laughs> I turned 39 in January, so oh, we're all good. We're all good. We're all good in the hood. Uh, but uh, where did you learn to build a ring, like, that of that size and uh, scale? My, brother, and... my brothers did it. They were, I didn't really have any say in the building. I just let the, my brothers do it. Um, but it got to the point where we ruined my parents' back garden because my brother started to cement the corner poles actually into the ground and things like that and then the garden used to be dead nice and a nice nice grass part and everything like that and then it was just ruined are they are they forgiving you for that for i think so now because my mom because of what i've done with my career my mom's like okay yeah it's fine you can build another ring <laughs> yeah. in your garden oh, if you want to <laughs> um okay i love this part because what, what often we find on desert island grabs is a lot of people start like yourself whereby you have uh, a ring or something in your garden and you have your wrestling persona in the garden and the Federation. Now, I believe, look, being nosy, looking on your Instagram, the Federation's called EWE. Yeah, Extreme Wrestling Entertainment. Extreme Wrestling Entertainment. There's some clips on YouTube as well. <gasps> I didn't see the clips on YouTube. 
Oh, you tell oh. me you know how to like work properly and everything because now that I'm trained, I can see everything that we did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You've given yourself lessons afterwards. Like, oh, I had that headlock on wrong. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what was Lana Austin's ring name? It was Cat. Cat. Yeah. Like K with a K. With a K. Yeah. Because that's what you did twenty years ago. It was yeah. cool for K. I yeah. get that. I get that. Um. So from there, you like the fascinations there were wrestling from the beginning. Did Did any of your other siblings want to? get into the wrestling um, malarkey as yeah. much as you did. My older brother started first. Yeah. Um, he started training, but I had had three children by that. I was pregnant with my third child. He found the training training school. He was like, you need to come to training school. You need to come to training school. And I was like, well, I need to have my baby first. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't come to training yet. And then as soon as I had my third child, six weeks later, I was at the training school and I was training every Sunday. After a C-section as well. I was so. going to say. Like, <laughs> which they told me not. It was like, make sure you rest, rest lots. Um, don't pick up anything heavy. Don't do any housework. Which was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I can't do the pots, but I can go and take a hurricane rana. That's fine, Your Honour. <laughs> so I joined. And then, yeah, like I said, I was just there every single Sunday. Training with my brother. Um, my brother was really helpful because the guys would hit me like, like that. Oh. <laughs> lighter than that they would they would, yeah. they would treat they would really treat me like a girl so my brother used to have to get in the ring and go she's paying the same amount of money as you guys to train so treat her like she's a wrestler and he'd get me in and he'd close line my head off <laughs> just to prove to him all that I can take it and things like that so it's only it's in really, wrestling really really helpful it? my brother it's only in wrestling where they just go hit my sister harder well there was one time where I got really hurt like some guy did something to me and I had a, I had a, a really bad landing and I hurt my back and everyone else was like, oh, my God. And my brother was in the corner just laughing his head off. <laughs> <laughs> like that now, yeah. I guess. <laughs> was there, like, any trepidation? Because you talked then about, like, not long after having a C-section, you're getting in the ring. Was like, Obviously, the passion was there. But was there any sort of doubt about getting into it? No. I no? Just... Soon as, yeah. As soon as I went to that first lesson to see what it was like and stuff like that, I was just hooked straight away. What, from that first, from those first couple of lessons, what was it that surprised you about wrestling? Um, back the backyard wrestling helped me. Yeah. Because I had a move. There was a lot of people that started and they didn't even know what moves they wanted to do. Whereas I had a whole move set, you know, and I just knew what I wanted to do straight away. I wanted to be leader. So I was doing all, apart from I could never do a moonsault, but all of other stuff, I was like, I'm just going to do this. Did you try a moonsault? I tried to learn it when I was in high school and I just couldn't do it. It's just the fear of like going backwards. I just couldn't. It just makes me feel sick, the thought of it. I can jump off ladders, I can do all this stuff, but going back, throwing myself backwards, I was like, no, it's not working. <laughs> There's two things that Lana Austin won't do. She won't throw herself backwards and she won't do the pots. <laughs> <laughs> two things she definitely won't do. Yeah. Um, you put on your CV that you wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, when I, I think that's when I applied for a job at Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> Did it help? It did, because they said the reason I got that interview was because I put that I want to be a wrestler, and they wanted to see what I looked like. They thought I was going to come in as this big, muscly... <laughs> and I walk in, and I'm five foot one, and I'm, like, tiny, so they did. But they said it was really... It, it stood out on everyone you know, everyone else's application. So, it's, so, so the, the lesson... If you want a job, just put on wrestler on your thing. <laughs> if nothing, it'll get you in front of the right people. Yeah. <laughs> did you get the job at Tesco from that, or not? No, because my dad didn't tell me that they wrong back. He forgot to tell me, so I ended up Aww. not getting it. But everything happens for a reason, because I might not become a wrestler I might have like just carried on doing stacking shells or whatever as well when you when you obviously you did stuff with uh, NXT UK did you write on there I nearly worked at Tesco <laughs> <laughs> no. might have helped might have done <laughs> uh, let's see your second match so your first match was from Fully Loaded uh, it was the opening match TNA versus the Hardys and Lita what's your second match Lana Austin my second match is when Lita went against Stephanie McMahon 
on Raw. It was the main event, and The Rock was the special guest referee. Wow. And it had Triple H was involved, Kurt Angle was involved, the Hardy Boys were involved. I just remember hating Stephanie so much. <laughs> I hated Stephanie and hated Trish because I was just like, you know, I loved Lee. Oh my God, I was obsessed. <laughs> I was really obsessed. Was this when Stephanie was the women's champion? Yeah, yeah. And she didn't wrestle for it or anything. Let's see, I'm still, I'm still, still annoyed at it now. Even though, I love Ste- even though I love Stephanie now and so far. And I think in that match, I was like really blown away with how good she was in the ring as well. I was like, this is actually a decent match. Um, but the, the, the fe- I still remember the feelings I had when I was watching that when it was shown on the TV and I was like, I was, I was on the edge of my seat and just so excited and when she won, I cried and I was like, this is great and you had Matt and Jeff kicking her up on the shoulders and stuff like that and I was just like, I even remember like the commentary to it and I mean, I've watched it so many times. <laughs> was it one of those where, um, because as a, as, a, as, as a female wrestler watching this, during like, the time where you were getting into it, women's representation wasn't particularly great no. so when something like that would happen it would feel like a bit of a moment is that a big was that a big part of why yeah. you gravitated to that particular match today yeah because it's like it, stephanie was great at her character and things like that but she wasn't a wrestler hmm. so the women's belt was on someone who doesn't wrestle um Monsters. so when when Lita got it you knew going forward that oh there's going to be good wrestling there's going to be good women's matches it's going to be exciting i can't wait to see what they do next i can't wait to see who she wrestles you know proper wrestling matches so yeah it was really exciting. Now, um, I believe I've done my research correct. If Keith from Keith Cage match is correct, um, this is your tenth year. It's ten years since your first match. Ten years, yeah, twelve years in total with the training, but yeah, yeah ten years. It was ten years ago you had your first wrestling yeah. match, and featured in that match is uh, current WWE star Tegan Knox. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Have you guys stayed in touch since that moment? Uh, no, not really. We kind of like we both kind of blew up on the scene at the same time. And we both kind of went like separate ways. And, you know, she was doing a lot of stuff with Pete Dawn and Mark Andrews and stuff like that. And I was doing, because she was in the South area. Yeah. Wales. Is that South? Is Wales South? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It depends where you are. From Manchester, is it South? From Manchester, it's South. From from Bournemouth, it's North. Uh, (laughs) And a little bit that way. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Had that match not happened, had the wrestling training not worked out, had you not stepped into the ring 10 years ago, what would it have been for you? What would, what, what was the, was there a plan B that wasn't wrestling? Was there a plan that wasn't wrestling? No. Was it always that? All through high school, if you, like, when I look at my old books back and my, when you leave, I don't know if everyone does it, but when you leave high school, everyone signs a book for you and they write stuff in it. And in mine is like, everyone going, I hope you become a wrestler. Even my teachers like knew how obsessed with it and they'd be like, hope you become a wrestler and whatnot. So it was just all I wanted to do. They knew life. from there that that was what it was always yeah. going to be. Because my mum, my mum was very like, she was supportive, but she was also like, you need to go to college though. You need to have a backup, you know, because back then, it's going to sound old again, like the internet wasn't the way it was now. Like we tried to send letters and emails to people saying, please, can you give me and my brother a trial and things like that. We'd never hear back. You know, so my mum was like, it was... It was a lot harder to get into WWE then than it is now, I think. Was it, was it, were your parents sort of managing your expectations? Yeah, they were just saying, like, you need to, this might not happen. You need to have a backup. And, and when they said that, was did you did you contemplate No, that? me and my brother was like, no, we're becoming wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> so all we want to do is wrestle. That's it. I don't want to do anything else. No. This is all it is. I can't get the Tesco job. I just had that dad feeling. Didn't answer the phone. Yeah. I just had a feeling that I'm going to be a wrestler. And was like, that is all I'm going to follow. It's all I'm going to do. Everything's wrestling. Everything's about wrestling. So it's just what I knew I was going to do. In the 10 years that we've had, has there ever been a moment where you've gone, where, where even for a second you've doubted that drive? You've doubted that, um, that passion? Or, or not, not that the passion's not obviously the there. passion. When I had the... I, I had a brain injury. Yes. Um, which kind of made me go, right, I need to think about I've got three kids. I've got three kids. I need to be careful, you know. But then I got the old player from the doctors and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. As soon as they gave me that clear, I was like, progress, I'm coming back. <laughs> Talk us through that because that was that was a real traumati- traumatizing moment. Like, I think when anyone says like, oh, you've hurt your brain. Yeah. Like you, that's a little wake up call for anybody. But talk us through like the moment you got that and sort of the, well, the was, days and the months yeah, that followed. Like for a full month, I was like having headaches. I was waking up with them. I was going to sleep with them. Like they were just never going away. So I was like, right, something needs, needs to get checked out. So then went and got um, a brain scan and they did it straight away. It was an emergency, like straight away. Normally you have to wait months, but because I think I did it through wrestling and I showed them the clips and things, it was like, right, yeah, we need to give you a brain scan. So they get, they did it and then they saw the scarring of a brain bleed and things like that. So it had healed. I don't know when I got it. I could have got it like backyard wrestling and just been like, <laughs> just always just, just me. Been yeah, there. it's just me now. Um, but yeah, uh, it was very, very scary. But how were your kids with that when they know that mum's had a brain injury? But mum's like, ah, it's fine, we'll crack on. Well, they laugh at me now because my memory's not. I don't know. I don't know if this is to do with the brain injury or just getting old, but my memory is like not good. So they all like. <laughs> it was funny because up there when we were going through the running order, I went, oh, so we've got this, then we've got the bingo, then it's us. And you went, okay, right. Oh, it's bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you did. It was fun. And then Rob looked at you and went, you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, but the kids laugh at me all the time because they'll tell me things over and over again. Or I say, I'll tell the same stories over and over again. And like Rob's like, Rob's like, it's not how you said that to me. Like, Can you just... 
go with it. Just go with it. Just don't tell me. Just like, just pretend you're hearing it for the first time. I'm like that. Like, I'm sure that my Alex, my wife to be, is the same with me as I am with her. But sometimes she'll tell me a story, and uh, it sounds a bit soft. But it's a, it's a James Taylor song where it's like um, the lyrics for there's something in the way she moves. Where it's like doesn't matter what she says, how she thinks, where she's been. To me, the words are nice the way they sound. Yeah. So it's quite nice when she tells a story again because it's like you see yeah. them light up. So I guess, Rob, the same with you. Yeah. Except the pots. Yeah. <laughs> Except the pots. Um, we fast forward. You're the Progress Women's Champion. I am. Yeah. Now, for somebody who, who, who pushed through, pushed on, and finally got there, like, you remember the conversation where they said, all right, we've given you the belt. And off to I didn't believe them. Like, no? <laughs> you had to pinky promise me, you know, because I was like, I don't believe it. Because in wrestling for, like, 10 years, you get a lot of, like, oh, we're going to do this with you. And then the next week, it's something that, like, oh, no, we're not doing this with you. So there's a lot of, like, they build your hopes up. And this is not... That's fine. That's us doing that. I don't know another word. <laughs> We're going to charge double next time. No, you're fine. You're fine. Like the, it's not their fault because, you know, everything changed. In wrestling, like, everything can change like that and stuff. So, But there's a lot of, like, false hope and then they'll book somebody else or they'll do something with somebody else. And it's kind of, oh, I'm really looking forward to that or whatever. But some promoters forgot, like, they booked me. And I've had to message them and go, hey, I've just seen the match graphic. But I was booked, and then like, oh no, sorry, you know, and it happens. I've like triple booked myself on some days and had to cancel and whatnot. That memory. Yeah, it's the memory <laughs> thing again, isn't it? That's a worry. Um, so when they told me nothing, I was like, I believe it when I see it. That's my new thing now in wrestling. I believe it. Like, I don't get my hopes up until it actually happens. Um, obviously, progress has been through uh, a lot, of, a lot of changes in the past couple of years. I think sort of since. You know, the world shut down in 2020, uh, everything that went on there, sort of the reboot through WWE Network, and, and now moving away from that, uh, there's very much a case of progress is standing on its own, doing its own thing. What's the sort of temperature amongst the, the, the progress roster now with this new horizon on the horizon, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> What's the sort of temperature with the, with uh, the locker room? Progress is one of my favourite places. Last year, it was like one of the best years in my career, and it was one of my favourite places to work. One, because when I did get the brain injury, they rang me every single week, making sure I'm okay, asking if I need to speak to a therapist. They were still paying me some money for some shows that I missed, so then I weren't out of pocket. You know, and things like they really, really looked after me. And that's why, you know, if you see me, I do post a lot about progress. But it's because, you know, they really looked after me. So I just want to give them something back of putting all my work, all my hard work into with them and other promotions as well. But, like North Wrestling. Yes, like North Wrestling. <laughs> like it's, it's lovely to see you as part of North Wrestling even more so because like I've been a fan of yours for many, many years. And it's lovely that you're now part because with North and, and I think the North Faithful are, are very much among, amongst us today. Uh, and they're a sort of bunch where I was saying upstairs actually to, to yourself and to, to Isaiah, whereby um, if they if you if you they like you, then you know. Even if they don't, then you let you know, and you just sort of know by the feel from the first show. Like I just but, love bullying them on. Yeah. They really like you do. bullying them on. They do. Right? Everyone they do. on like people backstage or whatever. They go, oh, you need to work the hard cam, and I'm like. I don't work hard cam. <laughs> I work the crowd because I just love going out there. I don't care where the cameras are and I just love bullying. Does Bowers say work the hard cam? No, he, I don't think he does, but rest, the, the referees will tell you to and stuff like that. And I, I just don't. <laughs> just, I just honestly just do what I want. So. Uh, we'll do your third and final match. Uh, so we've had fully loaded. We have the six-person tag to start the show. To start that show. Uh, with your second match, we had... It's fallen out of my head. What's our second Lita. match? Lita and Stephanie from Stephanie, Raw. That was yeah. the one. 
That's my interview, that is. I, I forgot <laughs> the parts too. Uh, your third and final match, Lana Austin. What would you like that See, to be? See, I didn't really have a match, but there's one thing that I, when I watch it back, it gives me goosebumps every time I watch it back. And it was the, the promo package for Rock versus Austin. You think from it was WrestleMania, the my the, the Limp Biscuit My Way promo. Even when I watch that now, it gets me excited to wrestle. So are you not taking the match per se? Are you just taking the promo? Yeah, just the promo. Nice. If, if, if the match can come as well, but, <laughs> like it's the promo that got me so hyped up for it and things like that. And I just think that that, that promo now still stands. Like everyone always says, like they should do promos packages like that again and things like that because it was just so so good. And obviously, you're best friends with the Rock, aren't you? Austin? I am best friends with the Rock. Well, my dad's real name is actually Stephen Austin. That oh, is wow. his real name. <laughs> so, like, is he is he with a goatee? He's bald, but he doesn't have a goatee. Oh. Well, that's when, um, like, you know, WWE Steve Austin. He stole my dad's name because he was called Steve Williams, wasn't it? He was indeed. Yeah, so yeah. he stole my dad's name. So that's that's just, that's disgraceful. But I, like I was saying to some guys before, like in high school, when people found out my dad's name was Stephen Austin, or the I'd be walking down the corridor to my next lesson, and I'd have guys. Kicking me and trying to stun me in the co- in the corridor. And stuff like that. So like, wrestling has been my life. It's been all through high school with me and everything. What's the best wrestling fight that you've had in school? Um, you've had uh, in the me and my brother used to wrestle and show off, because and... me me and my brother got bullied quite badly in high school. But then in year the last year we started just like messing about on the field, wrestling with each other, and then the bullies kind of stayed away from all of them. It was like. These guys are battering each other, <laughs> so they kind of just left us alone after that. So, really? Yeah. So, so wrestling kept you, kept the bullets yeah. away. I would say that's quite exciting. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, um, with your with so with the promo, like, what to you is is there a bit of promo that you've been in? Because obviously now you're you're being featured so much more in in, in bigger promotions where the the emphasis is on streaming and video and stuff like that. Have you been in promos that you've got like that? I know, I know, I know. I know. We shouldn't smell our own farts here, but like, <laughs> I was in that pro and I liked it. Uh, well, I normally, for years, I've struggled to talk on microphones and to do promos and things. I just didn't have the confidence to do it. I would rather jump off a ladder than get a microphone and talk, unless I've had a few drinks and I'm on karaoke. Then I will look. Then you can't take the microphone away from me. <laughs> but like in front of a crowd, in front of people, or just in front of a camera, where you feel a little bit silly and things like that, I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Where do you think that comes from? Because you know, of somebody who's now, wrestling is so much about like persona and bravado. Um, why do you think that there is that issue with picking up a mic? I don't know. I think mean, it is just confidence because mm-hmm. even when I first started wrestling, like you can see the difference in the confidence from my first match to my matches now. You know, I'm not confident at all in my first matches. Like my first ever match was in front of a big crowd, but I don't remember a crowd being there because it's like I just blanks, just blanks them out and was like, right, I'm just gonna go out there. Don't make, I, I didn't make any like now I'll shout at everybody and I'll make so much noise like I don't there shut up now but back then I wouldn't even say a word <laughs> what, was the, what was the moment where that clicked for you? Um, I think when I became more confident being a heel character because if I was a baby face I can't talk I cannot do it I'm just like hey I'm going to butter you at the <laughs> next show yay <laughs> you know where as a heel I'm so much more confident and things like that so I did fine as a heel um, you said uh, just then that in terms of speaking and the confidence speaking, I'm all right if I've had a drink or I'm doing karaoke. Yeah. We had a drink upstairs. I had one drink. We had one drink. Seven. Sorry, yes, she's had seven. No. She had a teeny tiny bit of Dutch courage before we came out. So you've had a drink. Should we do some karaoke? Can we end on some? Who would like 
Us Anybody else to wants do. to sing? <laughs> now we want to pick something. Want to pick something from because uh, you're a big Disney fan as well. Yes. You know, so uh, should we do something from Disney? Yeah. We're gonna do something from Disney. She's gonna let it go. It's the only one that I can kind of. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to hear Lana Austin <laughs> sing Let It Go from Frozen. You as well. Okay, I'll sing too. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, we'll just do I the chorus. Say, oh, no, we'll just do the chorus. This is, our, this is the big finish uh, for Desert Island Graps feature. First ever live Desert Island Graps feature, Lana Austin. This is the big finish. Uh, the chorus of Let It Go on three. One, two, three. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Turn away and slam the door. I don't. This is my moment, not yours. I. Should we finish it? I'll oh, we'll finish it. I don't care you what they're going to say. That's too high pitch for me. I can't do that. Okay, do your pitch, and I'll try and match it. <laughs> Let the storm rage on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 